This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. It is January 3rd, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Joined as always by Mr. Raj Geary and Chris Featherstone back hanging out with us. How's it going, man? It's going great. Ready to talk some wrestling. Yeah, I got SmackDown, man, for January 2nd. Also, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12 coming right up. Lots going on. The latest Royal Rumble declarations. Enzo Amore checked himself out of a hospital. Talk about that. What's going on How you there? Doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. I was reading that out. I saw that last night. I guess he checked himself out of the hospital, drove to the arena, and they were like, dude, you're sick. You're not wrestling. Yeah, that's why he posted on his Instagram. He posted the video of him heading back to the arena and then uh, getting there and being told to leave. <laughs> and uh, apparently it's pretty bad. He's not going to be able to uh, do the mixed, mixed, match, mass, blah, 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 mixed match challenge. Yeah, I so. thought that was kind of weird. I thought Kurt Angle might have been uh, joking or something when he said, oh, I'm going to have to replace him in that. It's like, dude, really? That's two weeks away. Yeah, yeah, that seemed that seemed odd. I don't know if it's just a precaution, just in case he can't make it, or uh, or what. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy if he's out of action for that long for the flu. Yeah, especially his Strowman. Oh, what's up? He can too, didn't he? What's up? Didn't Strowman have the flu as well? Yeah, he, he had it. Right yeah, he had a. You know, he missed three shows and was back crushing things on Raw. So yeah, yeah well, the monster amongst yeah. men cannot be stopped. By something as simple as the flu. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah, I'm bummed. Like, you know, we talked about this. The Enzo Naya storyline is like one of the few storylines Raw's actually been uh, really developing. So it looks like that's going to hit a bit of a roadblock with this. Ahead of the Mix Max Challenge. But last yeah. night, SmackDown Live. Oh, my God. So many things, yet so little, it feels like, happened last night on SmackDown. Chris, what did you think overall the show last night? Um... It was it was okay. I'm interested in the uh, development still of the uh, Shane and, and um, uh, Daniel Bryan and, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, it's funny because um, I was kind of like the um, the Tony Reale of uh, one of the Monday night uh, uh, podcasts a few weeks back, and I was texting Raj just my thoughts and um, uh, during while the show was live and i said they were you guys were talking about um you matt and uh and raj were talking about uh, uh worthy world title contenders yeah and i threw out uh i threw out Sami Zayn, and uh you know it was kind of left field but i thought you know he was at a good place right now to be in the world title picture and i'm, I'm glad how i'm okay with the handicap match because it seems like there's going to be some type of further development leading it to WrestleMania. So I'm fine with that. Usually Royal Rumble matches are 
kind of filler anyways. Uh-huh. You know, there's you know, I think one year you had like Bob Holly against uh Brock Lesnar and I think Kurt Angle against like Mark Henry. It's just it's just kind of filler matches, you know, just to kind of marquee, you know, make something kind of marquee. And so I think we're getting that this year too. Yeah, they don't throw their big world title matches really out for the Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, last year you had Cena and AJ, which was very entertaining. Um, <laughs> but apparently their big WrestleMania match was Orton versus Wyatt. So Yeah, yeah man. Um, so last night they set it up in the opening segment. We were going to have a main event. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, and Daniel Bryan. And ringside. Oh man, I feel just like the storyline is dragging out forever with uh, Shane and KO and Sammy and I don't know. And it's funny coming from me. I love Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, but I feel just like this is so slow moving. And what's the end game with it? So we're gonna have this two on one handicap match, not a triple threat, but a two on one. So uh, Sammy or Kevin can't just pin one another. No finger poke of doom to strip AJ from the title. Doesn't that make Daniel Bryan just a total heel for making that match? For making this match totally stacked against the babyface uh, champion? And that's a total heel move. Yeah. But the yes chance, he just can't he can't become a heel. Like that's the that's the thing. Like the he's kind of pigeonholed yes chance has kind of pigeonholed him to be like a forever babyface. You know, no matter if he does heelish things, which he's He's done heelish things the past few weeks, but it only takes one yes chant to make him a babyface again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even when he was a heel, he was doing no, and the fans were still chanting yes, and he kind of had to turn babyface again. Yeah, and remember when they tried turning him heel for a few weeks when he joined the Wyatts? The Wyatt family? Yeah. <laughs> they had that to, was a bust. Yeah, they had to change that quickly back. But um, yeah. I, with the way they're building this uh, – I mean, it's like if you don't have Daniel Bryan wrestle at WrestleMania, it just seems like a giant bust. It just seems like it, there's no payoff that's mm. that's worthy of how much time they're spending on this. Now, the yeah. word was that Daniel Bryan hasn't been cleared. Um, I don't know. It definitely seems like they're leading to Shane versus Daniel Bryan because they've already done Shane and Owens. Shane versus Sammy at Mania doesn't is not you know that's not bigger than. Shane and Owens, which has already been done. Uh, you know, having Daniel Bryan in their corner, it, it's just not, you know, it's, it's it's something, I guess, but you need a tag partner for Shane. I don't know. It just seems like maybe there's Daniel Bryan secretly being cleared and they're keeping it really hush-hush because otherwise there's, there's just no um, real, unless they're thinking of something super creative that we can't fathom. Without Daniel Bryan returning the ring, it just seems like a... a like it's going nowhere. There's only two possible endings for it, which is Sammy and Kevin end up going to Raw, or Sammy and Kevin turn on one another. Well, I mean, Sammy and Kevin going to Raw would just kill SmackDown. Yeah, they got you know what I'm one. saying. But how else does this feud end? Yeah. Uh, Shane firing Daniel Bryan. Hmm. Or you can, or you can do the safe route and do, you know, if perhaps as you know, to your point, Ross, perhaps they are expecting Daniel Bryan to, to be cleared in the next three months. And maybe they're kind of leading it to um, kind of making Daniel Bryan favor uh, Owens and Zane. And I think if they clear him by mania, it'll probably be safer to do like a tag team match. You can do Bryan and Shane against uh, Owens and Zane. I think that'll be fine. Someone in our chat room 
just uh, cool fam typo of the year called him a uh, shame McMahon. And how come no one's done that so far? 20 yeah. years. Shame McMahon. <laughs> shame McMahon. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're, if Daniel Bryan's returning to action, I think you just want to do a one-on-one. A tag match just does not have that same feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But safety reasons though. You know what I mean? Well, if that, he's I mean, cleared that, to return, he's cleared to return. Uh, because they, I think that, that that's the reason why they were doing the ladder match, you know, because they were fearing, you know, as far as concussions and they kind of stacked the deck as far as having a bunch of people on that ladder match. And I think that's, a ladder match I, I is, think, suit, is way more dangerous than a regular match. Yeah, I feel like coming back yeah, from well, concussion. Well, compared to, I mean, Daniel Bryan's going to go all out regardless. Yeah, you know he was mean? doing those headbutts on the ladder. Which yeah, was all yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Vince Mann was just sitting back like, Daniel, why are you doing that? You know, like, he's just kind of sitting back he at Gorilla. He did some <laughs> stupid stuff, like landing on his head in a match with Luke, Luke Harper when he came back. and He was really testing out that, you know, <laughs> testing that out clear his yeah, it's yeah. not gonna look. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're gonna do with this, but it's dragging on forever, and I don't think it's gonna have a satisfying payoff. Um, it's still good, but I think it, it's still the best thing on the show. It's yeah. the only thing, really. I mean, as far as a real storyline, that's uh, well, the Bludgeon Brothers and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what was up with this last night? SmackDown tag team title match, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable versus the Usos for a moment there. It looked like Benjamin and Gable won. They held the belts up. They were celebrating, but oh no. The Usos argued with the referee and they restarted the match. The Usos won and retained. Uh, Raj, stupidest thing the WWE has done this year? Oh no. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the two shows so far this year, um, <laughs> I didn't think it was. I, I thought it was, it was just a, a way to keep the match going and add an extra segment and, uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, Benjamin and Gable should have won it. So I think the it was the right ending with the Usos retaining. I think it was just a way, and this is why I didn't want Rusev and Aiden to win, win it. You know, the win that match last week because mm. if all it is is to lose this week, if oh, they don't yeah. have the the plan to do a title change, because um, I, I I couldn't see this feud lasting until the Royal Rumble. I doubt they'd even put it on the Royal Rumble pay per view uh, anyway. So, um, yeah, I think this was just the blow off. Yeah. They t- threw a little twist in there. Chris, what'd you think? Was it a weak uh, fake out or do you like it? Hey, hey, good old Tommy Young Dusty finish. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was compelling. It was something different. It was, it caused a bit of shock um, in the match. And, um, you know, I think it kind of brings a, a way to continue the feud. Um, you know, Chad Gable was, I thought it was funny. He was begging, uh, the referee kept saying one more time, you know, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but I think, I think it'll unfold. They'll probably do a match or two and you know how WWE booking is. You'll probably have a one-on-one when either Jay or Jimmy losing to Gable. Oh, and Jesus then, Christ. Yeah. So they get another title that'll, shot. That'll set up, yeah. an, you know, exactly. They'll set up another match. We'll, we'll most likely see that again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because they got nothing else, right? I mean, who wow. else is uh, unless Rusev and Aiden? Yeah, um, Brazongo versus the Bludgeon Brothers again with the Ascension coming to their aid. No clean finish to this match. They, they didn't really need one. <laughs> uh, I know it's just this is like the worst kind of filler. You know, 
Well, I, I mean, it was so next week they're having um, the Bludgeon Brothers against the Ascension. But the the thing is, you already saw the Bludgeon Brothers squash the Ascension here. So yeah, wow. I mean, shouldn't they have at least knocked the Bludgeon Brothers out of the ring? And so give them a little something. So when they get killed next week, it's you know, it's not so obvious. Well, they're it's not as the, obvious. They protect the they protect the Connor a bit. Um, uh, they just kind of hit him, and he was out of the ring. But I would, I would be interested. <laughs> I would be interested in a uh, four-on-two handicap match. You know, the, the <laughs> that's probably where they'll go. That's probably where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think they'll probably do Brizongo and the Ascension against the Bludgeon Brothers, probably at the Royal Rumble pre-show. I don't think it would make the pre-show, but uh, look, we that show really? is already over two hours. Um, and and think about all the guys that you know. The, then you got the world the two world title matches, which. You will be given time, so mm-hmm. um, and then the kickoff show usually has two to maybe at most three matches. So um, there's not a lot of room another, on that card. What do you think another pre-show match would be? Because this is a four-hour pay-per-view, so you're thinking five altogether. Um, you know, unless the Six pre-show. Altogether. Well, we got the yeah. U.S. title match, right? Yeah. Um. So we. What's the sixth mm-hmm. match announced? What am I missing? Um, we got the two Royal Rumbles, the uh, WWE Championship match, the Universal Championship match, um, the U.S. title finals. I think that's it right now. A handicap match yeah. with AJ. Yeah. That's the, that's that's the, the WWE championship. Yeah, that's the championship match. So we got uh, five right uh, now. So, you, so that, those so three you alone are probably uh, over three hours. Yeah, so probably fifty minutes for the women's, forty-five to fifty for the women's, an hour for the men. Well, once so you throw about- in the winner, the the beginning, it's you know the the first entrances, it'll it'll stretch to an hour. Yeah, I agree. They're not. I don't see them doing yeah, yeah. two minute uh, intervals. I think they'll just you know ring the buzzer whenever. But um, <laughs> which is yeah. always the case. It's not really yeah. a countdown. They used to do legit two minutes back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. I just I, I love yeah. the. Uh, that they're trying to do, you know, the, one of the biggest, most choreographed matches of the year, hour-long match. They're going to do two of them in one pay-per-view. So if I'm going to give the WWE creative benefit of the doubt for lacking in the build-up to it, it's because that is very, uh, you know, that's that's something grand that they're attempting. It is. Here's we'll, something. We'll have to here, see if they can pull it off. Here's something I thought of real quick uh, regarding the Royal Rumble. You know, Stephanie McMahon came out and made that big announcement about, uh, you know, how this the first ever Women's World Rumble. <clears throat> but, you know, didn't we have uh, Miss WrestleMania back in WrestleMania 25? Like, <laughs> isn't that just a, isn't that just a Royal Rumble without the elaborate interval entrances? No, that's a battle royal. That was a battle royal. Twenty man, uh, twenty well, twenty women, well, yeah. nineteen women. <laughs> but that's what a battle royal is. I mean, they they do uh, they do battle royals all the time. So so what's so well not really with women but what's what's so elaborate about right, just but they, the Royal Rumble though just the inter, the, the the two minute inter, intervals and the entrances yeah. and everything that's the difference yeah. yeah and that that always makes it more exciting you know like who's coming in next who's number one who's number two who's number thirty yeah it's not like just twenty people in the ring all going at it and right. can't figure out what's going on for the first half of it yeah you get a lot more stories surprises it's uh I mean it's yeah. Royal Rumble's my 
you know, one of my favorite pay-per-views, if not yeah. the favorite uh, of Probably. the year. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the Rumble and I understand the concept. I love the surprise entrances, and I agree with that. But I'm just saying to make it seem like a big first ever something – it didn't, it's not well, it is in I the sense it's, that it's this gimmick match that's the second biggest okay. pay per view of the year, even though it's it is a slight variation of a battle royal. But gotcha. the, the concept is that you know, they're yeah. one of the biggest of the year, and uh, and to you know, do that for the women too, it's yeah, it's, it's really, a big deal. But I, I think it's a huge mistake doing 30 uh, right off the bat, especially when you got 20 <laughs> women on your roster. I, um, they're going to bring back, I think, all the old timers and just say, "Hey, you helped uh, this division become what it is." You know, yeah, so I think but that's it, they're making room. I think that'll get old after a while too. <laughs> yeah, oh, certainly, kind of. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I mean, I think you do two or three surprises, and then it's you get a, you know you maximize that surprise factor and the cool. We're going to cool have factor. if you have ten. Yeah, uh, that's over. <laughs> We're gonna have eleven, so, right? Because it's nineteen women on the roster. Take away the champs, plus the champs yeah. challengers, right? Because you would think yeah. that there's gonna be at least one women's title match on the show, at least. Right. Maybe. Right. You got to think there's probably gonna be a tag title match, maybe an intercontinental title match. You put in all that, there's no way Breezango is gonna be on the kickoff show. I yeah. can see Bray Wyatt well, and Matt Hardy, um, you know, something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that'll be there. So I think that'll be, I mean, that's the sixth is that match is happening and they won't waste that on the kick. I actually, maybe they'll waste that on the kickoff now. Three weeks ago, I would say that they wouldn't do that. But now I was hoping they stressed it out to mania. Really? (laughs) Oh God. I I wish they would have myself if they did that. Well, I think they did it prematurely though. I wish that I wanted to see, you know, a mania in New Orleans where the fans chanted delete. You know, I think that would have been a really good moment for Matt Hardy, but I think it'd be better for Matt Hardy to be wrestling someone other than Bray Wyatt. You think so? At mania? You mean maybe perhaps wrestling someone like Sister Abigail? Yeah, right. Yeah, I've been oh, saying like please. just the the two of them together, just outweirding each other, it just kills each of these segments. By the end of the time, you know, <laughs> I was saying this last Monday, like when Matt Hardy shows up, there's this huge pop. And then by the time the segment's done, everyone's just kind of like, what the, what the yeah. freak was that? I'm surprised <laughs> you know? they're not uh, selling that laugh as a ringtone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I'd rather Matt Hardy, and, and I said this from the beginning, like have him, he needs a straight guy to his wackiness. And I think it would work a lot better to that as opposed to what do you think? guys. I, I, Who Elias. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone, someone that is, is just is, you know, just. Confused and flabbergasted, and and can really play off yeah. of that as opposed to this this stupid laughing stuff. I mean, there this gimmick is DOA de- right now with with how they've been handling it. Yeah, they have. Um, much better handled last night that backstage segment with the New Day and uh, Rusev and Aiden English in advance of the match. Enjoyed that with uh, Rusev blowing out the candles, stealing Woods's wish. Um, you know, it's clear to me that. You know when Vince, a lot of times when something's getting over that he didn't and create to get over, um, then he has no real um, plan to push it or go with it. Yep. I mean, when can you think of the last time he has done that, where something got over on its own and he really took it to another level, as opposed to tried to fight it? Now I'm almost saying that's that's, that's kind of happening to well, even Daniel Bryan. It took a long time. Uh, before you kind of put him in that spot. And even when he did, he didn't have the intent to go all the way with it. It was only after right. CM Punk left and it threw all those plans and Batista flopped as a babyface that it threw all those plans out the window. That WrestleMania 30, 
Daniel Bryan said in his book he was supposed to wrestle Sheamus. That was the plan. Yeah. Yep. And so it wasn't Vince going all the way with it. It was he was backed into a corner and then, you know, kind of changed, you know, direction. But uh, we've seen it so many times in the past where guy like Zack Ryder. I mean, it yeah, sounds silly about. now that how over he was at one point and yep. they killed him dead. And um, yeah. you've just seen it over and over. Ty Dillinger, they killed him quick. Um, all this stuff from NXT that's over when it comes up, you know, on the main roster and they, they don't push that. Uh, Vince just Tyler has Breeze this thing really where if he didn't create it, I mean, if he didn't create it to, you know, uh, as his thing, uh, then he doesn't want to push it. And I get the, I'm getting that feeling with Rusev. It's we're at like three, over three weeks now where the fans have really been, um, you know, with them and they haven't given them a single win. Uh, all you have to do is a singles match here and there to just build on that momentum. And they're not doing that at all. Mm. What do you think? Do you think it's a matter of still keeping the traditional, you know, baby face and heel, you know, kind of methodology as far as just Rusev is supposed to be a heel on SmackDown because they have him in that slot. And if they kind of it'll kind of change plans up if he's getting baby face pops, because I think I think when a heel is getting baby face pops and they compete against another baby face, I think it significantly hurts the baby face. Sure, but it's not like the tag title uh, situation is so important that they couldn't turn Rusev and Aiden English, right? It's not like they're building Rusev for Roman Reigns, and so they need to keep Rusev, <laughs> right. you know, right. a heel. It's a it's a quick thing that they could do by going if the crowd's going to cheer him anyway. Um, I would like to see Rusev and Aiden English against uh, Owens and Zayn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see them do something with Rusa, but I just get the, I'm just getting that feeling that they're not going to. Well, hey, I just get that feeling like he's going to be kept in this comedy tag team uh, bit for a while. Well, just saying, you know, Aiden English lost his match against Xavier Woods last time for the U.S. title. Is Rusev in that tournament for no. next week? No, okay, so next week is Mojo and Zach. Mojo's going to win that, and then you're going to have Bobby Roode beat um, Xavier. Uh, you'll have Jinder beat. Mo- well, Jinder's uh, going to beat uh, Xavier. Jinder's going to beat Xavier. Uh, yeah. Mo- uh, Mojo's going to lose to uh, Bobby, Roode. Bobby Roode, and then it's going to be Roode and Jinder at the Rumble. I'm just yeah. going to build on my prediction for the other night. I think Rusev wins the Royal Rumble. I think they would be giving him more right now, just a, you know, just a little bit to build on his uh, – to build on the reactions he's been getting and they no, really but they it. want moments they want the moment right so i think that i mean this will continue for th- for four weeks three or four weeks until the rumble i think uh he's going to keep getting these pops i think if it sustains who else do they have i mean we talked about it the other night given the fast lane main event given the way everything else is going if it's a Nothing. smackdown winner he's the only one to smack down that makes sense um well i mean if if the fast lane main event wasn't announced, I think Nakamura would make more sense. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys that make more sense than Rusev at this point. Um, because Rusev has been just built as a, a non-factor comedy guy over the last, you know, four months. Yeah. You, again, I think you get, you give him a little something. I mean, really, there's no one clear on SmackDown. Because even Nakamura, he wasn't even on last night's show, right? Unless I completely forgot about him. No, and that's the thing. The way they've booked Nakamura, I do not see him as someone they're grooming to... Yeah. There's no indication. I mean, I think that's, you know, just fan uh, booking at this point. Yeah, um, and there's really Nakamura, no indication of anyone on SmackDown. 
<laughs> Nakamura has that. Nakamura has that it factor, though. You can you can yes. you can turn him on the snap of a finger as far as because he because he he has the fans in his back pocket. You know, what I mean, there's a few people who has that. In, have, you know, there's a few people who have that intangible where you know that you can just kind of thrust them into any into the main event scene and they'll have the fan support. Oh, and with Rusev, when is the last time they had someone going into the Rumble that was ice cold that that wins it? I was I was thinking of someone Sheamus. who they actually Seamus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, yes, Seamus. And I I was thinking of a question of when did they? When's the last time they had someone win the rumble that actually was purpose to propel their career like they did? You know, back in the day with a lot of people. And as it's been years because you had Randy Orton last. Well, no, no. I said when's the last time because you had Randy Orton last yeah. year. You had Triple H the year before. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So it's been a few years where they actually proposed yeah, so John Cena one year. <laughs> yeah, but those were all building to a big, you know, those were all, except for Orton, they were all building to a big Mania match. Triple H was to build to, you know, which that was the main event of that year's WrestleMania. Um, Orton was a complete bust. That was him and Cena, when you think about it, they had the worst world title reigns last year. Cena won it for one pay-per-view. Lost it at yeah. the next. They could have just kept it on AJ. I don't know why they felt like they needed Cena to win 16 when you could just do that down the road uh, where it means right. more. And then Orton, uh, he had that crappy feud with Wyatt, the one of the worst world title matches at Mania. And then he loses the next pay-per-view against Wyatt okay. in a non-title match. And then he loses the title yeah. at the next pay-per-view. So it was clear they didn't have a big um, plan for Orton. And so, yeah, that was a waste of a, a royal win, winner, uh, rumble winner last year. So when, so, so when did they? When was the last year that they had someone who went, who won for the sake of their career going to the next level? Like if Rusev right. won, his career would go to the next level, you know. But when's the last time they had that? Reigns, Reigns, before Triple H, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Philly, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So it was announced. Uh, we had uh, what was it, Joshua, in our chat uh, from Wrestling Inc. announced that Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman are teaming for the Mixed Match Challenge. So, that's, optically, yeah, that's a that's, hell of a duo. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Um, but I like that pairing. I, I really, I'm. It feels weird to me that this is two weeks away. And they're not doing more, but I guess today it kicks off, right? Today they're starting to announce the teams. Um, we'll get more TV devoted to this, but this is big. I mean, I feel like it's getting lost in the shuffle of the Rumble, but the WWE and Facebook, I mean, in the world of tech and streaming, this is huge. Yeah. We'll see how it works. You know, I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it's huge, you know, but it's, it's an experiment. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good tester. Yeah. I mean, I think this is like 205 Live viewership is what we're going to get but well we'll yeah. see right this will be actually i mean real this this will be put to the test the wwe audience doing something free that streams on still one of the world's most popular platforms i mean facebook has you know audience numbers that dwarf amazon so, so does youtube but yeah it's <laughs> true i mean you see how many people watch the kickoff shows and those are usually more uh have more at stake than than these you know, a tag matches with just with men teaming with women. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. I think the first, I think the the first uh, episode will do good. I think it's going to do better than average numbers for Facebook, but I don't think it's uh, 
I, I think it's just a way for them to try to get more groups um, bidding for them for their for their. Oh, rights. definitely. But, but I, mean, I don't yeah. think it's going to be some crazy new um, revelation of 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 a, a new source of where the WWE audience is. You're not excited about the 360 VR cameras that are going to be ringside during this. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a great idea to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I keep on keep on uh, the cutting edge with technology, but. Uh, it's not a game changer right now. We'll see. But yeah, I agree. This is, I mean, this is the start of uh, next year's renegotiation between the WWE and the USA Network. And a lot, I think that is riding heavily on how well or not well this does. I think if, if WWE got an offer from Facebook, that was a little better than USA Network, they'd take USA Network. Mm, yeah. But if it's just crazy streaming money going around. Hey, look, I think, honestly, I think for the WWE product... Um, if they got a deal with Netflix, I think it would uh, be way better uh, quality-wise than USA because then they don't have to be three hours, right? You get yeah. a show like Stranger Things, they don't feel obligated to do 25 episodes for a season. They do, you know, they did, what, like six or seven for the first season or eight, mm-hmm. and it, it was perfect. I mean, it didn't lose momentum. Um, and, and so they would have more focus on the quality as opposed to needing to deliver this three hours every week. But the problem is you got 50 million people with Netflix. You got a hundred million people or 90 million people with the USA network. And uh, that's half your audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how it does and what the numbers are. Uh, oh man. After that match with Xavier Woods, uh, pinning it in English, the riot squad versus Natalia, Tamina Snuka and Carmella. Bringing back that welcoming committee thing. Um, hey God, these promos. I, oh, I, I got to give Ruby Wright credit. She tried to, she her delivery was good, but the the stuff they're scripting for these women is is just god awful. It's just way over scripted. It just sounds way too. It's an unnatural talk. No one like talks I, like that. I felt to me like I was watching an Impact Wrestling promo. I mean, it was just really Impact Wrestling promos are way better than this. Uh, every time I turn on it. Eli Drake is the best promo guy in wrestling. Right <laughs> he, I agree. I, I think, uh, oh gosh, I think the, the WWE in a lot of ways has a lot of the worst promos because of the scripting. This is bad. This is bad, bad, bad. But I like how she worked in everyone's names repeatedly. So you could tell who's who. Liv Morgan, Sarah, uh, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riot. Uh, they got new merch, folks. So they were out. They did the match after they uh, beat down the welcoming committee. Out comes uh, Charlotte Flair, joined by Naomi, and a returning Becky Lynch. They stood triumphant. So, yeah, so much for the Riot Squad being dominant. Uh, I'm sure next week, three-on-three, six-woman tag match. Book it. This is one thing that has been bugging the crap out of me. Um, has been doing it for years, this declaring myself for the Royal Rumble. (laughs) First of all, if you're a woman... There's 20, there's 20 people on the main roster and there's 30 spots. You're declared. You don't need to declare yourself. But who wouldn't declare themselves? That whole concept is just dumb as hell. <laughs> I want a promo from Lana that was like, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm good. I'm, I'm no, I remember Rumble. I, we were talking about this. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago here on the podcast as far as like, you know, the, the whole uh, Sid, you know, sim- the Sid syndrome where – you know, it's like we're we're live, we're live, pal. It's like someone comes out and declares declares themselves to be like 
the, the uh, an entrant in the Royal Rumble, and they're like the thirty first person, so like they missed the cut. You know, like I can see someone like r Truth doing that. Remember he did that with the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, it's just it just defies that logic that anyone if you, if that's all you need to do to be in the Royal Rumble, and and you get a world title shot at WrestleMania, every single person would want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like first come, first serve. It's like, all right, we got the thirty now. Sorry, <laughs> Randy Orton didn't call in. He didn't call. Uh, he didn't call quick enough. John Cena he didn't call quick enough. Right, so there's no, a bunch yeah. of big partners in this. Jack Gallagher had tweeted that he's in. So sorry, Randy Orton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it just makes no sense. It, it, and it's a quick fix. Just say you have to be announced for the Royal Rumble, or you have to be put in by the general manager. Well, they'll do that in the coming weeks. They're going to do the oh, you have to win this match first. No, they never do that. It's all no, declaring. They never. They. I, I like can't remember the last they, time they've had to do uh, where you have where a Royal Rumble qualifying match. Didn't last year they make somebody win a match? I feel like they made somebody win a match last year to go in. I could be remembering Maybe. wrong. It could be, yeah. but that's what it's. You know, it yeah. shouldn't be just that's all you have to do because when well, you do that, you have to win a match. Then it makes no sense that it, the other people just declared themselves. Baron Corbin last night cutting a promo. Oh, sure, God. I lost money, my money in the bank cash in. But at the Royal Rumble, you'll see when I go on to main event WrestleMania. Oof. Poor, poor Corbin. Again, keeping up with those bad promos. Yeah. Yeah. And the main event, AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Oh, interference galore. Leading for Zayn to pick up the win. Uh, we've seen this match before. It was good. This was a good variation of it last night. But very heavy on the uh, outside of the ring hijinks, the distractions. Chris, what you think of the match? Uh, I mean, as as I expected, it was a good match between AJ and Zayn. Um, you put those two together, they're going to deliver a pretty good match anyways. But I'm just not okay with AJ Styles being the WWE champion and, loot and getting pinned, you know, two weeks in a row. You know, and it just I, – I don't – I know I understand that it, it leads up to the handicap match, but I think they could have done something a bit different if – if Daniel Bryan's going to, you know, play heel in a way, I don't think it took AJ losing, you know, by pin two weeks in a row to make that happen. I think they should have done that a, a bit differently. I'm not a fan of the WWE champion losing like that. Yeah, I think it kind of shows where they see AJ. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't protect him. Like Brock wouldn't be losing two weeks in a row to set up that triple exactly. match against Braun and Kane. Uh, Roman wouldn't be getting pinned by both. He might be getting pinned by one, but chances are it'd be like some weird non-finish or double pin or something that would lead to something like that. So, right. you know, I, again, they, they treat the SmackDown world title as kind of like an intercontinental title. And that's where it'll be positioned, you know, at, you know, it's not going to go on last at the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you the Lesnar match is going to go after the, the AJ match. Yeah. So oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but, hey, AJ, you know, could very yeah. well win that handicap match. Yeah, but the handicap – he is going to – I mean <laughs> – Is he? I mean, I, they've already announced – again, this announcing the Fastlane main event with AJ defending against, you know, Owen, Sammy, Orton, and Nakamura – and it was Bobby Roode too, right? Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. Randy Orton. Five. No, no, Randy, Randy Orton. Because um, he needs that title shot. At this stage yeah. Of his career. Yeah. <laughs> so the handicap match thing makes makes no sense. I mean, why they could have just made a triple threat. At least that would have made some sense. Um, 
but stacking the deck against a champ like that really it, it makes no sense. It just makes Daniel Bryan seem like a heel, and maybe that's maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, SmackDown, it's 2018. Royal Rumble's a couple weeks away. We're on, we're on the way, folks. This is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a fun show. Royal oh, Rumble yeah, always is. is. Or usually always is. Uh, someone pointing out that they used to have qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they did until the, the declaration stuff happened. The declaration stuff, what, was that a year that they started doing that? Or two years ago? Um, yeah, probably a couple years. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. You guys are going to give a bit of a preview since I do not follow New Japan as closely as you do. But Chris Jericho's match, it's happening in what? matter of hours. I'm pumped. I, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the top two matches, let's talk about those real quick. But, you know, Jericho and Omega, uh, I think, has had the best build for a wrestling match in a long time. Um, I, I, you know, and it's one of those things, the build is so good that you don't really care if it's an, an amazing match. That, that would be the, you know, the icing on the cake. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for it. And I'm pumped for um, Okada and Naito. I, I think Naito is... Um, more than Okada for me, I think Naito has that superstar feel, like that really stands out. And uh, so I, I'm going to pick Naito, and I'm actually going to pick Jericho beating Omega. And I think Naito and Jericho, I think Jericho's not one and done. I think they've seen the response where Jericho, they, they would want to make a deal. And I think they, they go Jericho and Naito next. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I was having on my show last night, I did uh, the five uh bold predictions for 2018 and one of them was uh, i feel that jericho is going to go against naito uh just because they've been having kind of like the twitter war over the past uh, you know few weeks and as far as just the like i agree I, I think the build has been absolutely fantastic i think the fact that jericho stepped away from the wwe when for so many years he's been just you know he's been the, he's been the apologist for wwe you know for so long and just to step out and, and go to New Japan, I think it was great. I think the story behind it is even even better. You know how he was hesitant, and, and you know Don Callis kind of uh, teased it. You know, and he was he was talking about how he didn't laugh, and Don Callis did. You know, what I mean, because it was he was having some stuff kind of brewing on his head, and then and then Japan flew, you know, to New York just to talk to him. So at that point he realized how serious it was as far as getting this together. So I think just, I think just the entire backstory behind this whole thing is just phenomenal. And you can really tell that it's a spark in Jericho's career. You know, he's 47 years old and you can tell that this angle is sparking him a whole bunch. And he was, I just looked at a, um, uh, video that he posted the new japan just posted of him getting off the airport and he had an interview in the uh during the airport talking about how he didn't care about new year's you know january 4th is new year's day and he's so <laughs> focused on this and he didn't come or on, on he didn't come right before wrestle kingdom he wanted to come you know a few days before just to get himself in the mood you know get himself prepped up and so you know i think this whole thing is just phenomenally built up as far as Naito and Kazushko Okada. I I agree that Naito, you know, with um, Lij, um, I think just the, the the crew and just the 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 feel of the faction is is really exciting. 
but Naito was champ a couple years ago, and it was okay. Um, him, him and uh, Okada uh, competed a couple years ago for the title. It was a good match. Um, I think it's going to be a really good match as well, but I don't know if they're going to have uh, Okada lose at Wrestle Kingdom because that's been his like that's been like his ace in the hole the past uh, few years at Wrestle Kingdom. Hey, lost that Tanahashi uh, a few years ago. That was a few years ago, though. Yeah, so I mean, he beats you know Kenny Omega and um, Tanahashi. He he beat him. Uh, he lost year. twice. He he yeah. beat he. Over the past few years, he lost twice against Tanahashi, and he beat him, you know, uh, a few years ago. So, yeah. and he beat uh, he beat Omega, and so yeah, I, I think that um, I think that Naito is going to beat uh, um, Okada eventually, probably at their Dominion pay per view, usually in June. Uh, but I think I think uh, Okada is going to think Naito is going to lose just because I don't see. Uh, the I don't see the Jericho Naito match being for a title. It's still it's probably going to be like a good, good build as well. But I don't see it for the championship. You know what drives me crazy about New Japan though? Um, so they they got this the most anticipated match they've had for U.S. fans ever with Jericho and Omega. And no, you know you'd be surprised how many people don't know when the show is or what time it starts. And how many emails we're getting? Like, how do I watch? New, you know, how do I watch this show? Is it on pay per view? And you go to their website. If you go to their website, there's a small Wrestle Kingdom banner on the side. Nowhere in the front main area does it say Wrestle Kingdom 12. So there's these two banners. You click on the banner. This is their English site, right? And so you go on their English site. Click on the banner. I believe it says Russell Kingdom 12. It says something Japanese at the top. And then it has the time in Japan. It doesn't have the, the you know, what time it airs in the U.S. And all you need to do is put, you know, right, in your, right on the front page is you put Russell Kingdom 12. Pre-show starts this time Pacific, this time Eastern. You know, the main show, this time Pacific, this time Eastern. But they don't have that anywhere. And then if you go click the link from their American site, the U.S. site, to New Japan World, it's all in Japanese by default. And you've oh. got to find the little, you know, little language changer um, at the top to change it to English. I mean, at least have it go to the English version of New Japan World, you know, when you click from your New Japan American website. <laughs> It's it's amazing to me, and if you look at banners for the the show, it says it has the time in you know in in Japan and not the U.S. When it's a geo targeted ad, yeah, it's insane to me. I think that's a good point, especially since they've been like this isn't this American match or, or American influence has been in New Japan for a number of years now because they've they collab with NWA a few years back for the past couple of years they've collabed with ROH so you ha- you've had an American presence in New Japan over the past three or four years so I would imagine they would have had some type of PR guy you know kind of look into that and say well we're getting a strong American presence we probably want to you know uh, capitalize on that mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing to me. You just don't make it as easy as possible when you spend all that money for Jericho. I mean, Jericho's not coming cheap, right? So yeah. make it as easy as it is as possible for people to find out. You already have the little 
switcher to English on your New Japan World site, have that be the default when someone clicks from your American version of your website. Have yeah, especially all... I mean they got Mark Cuban uh, doing the cross promotion in the U.S. So it's going to be on Access it's Friday, right? Saturday. Saturday. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's part of the reason why is that their deal with them came with the stipulation that Access. He can't. You can't have the time in in Pacific or Eastern or exclusive broadcast. <laughs> but it's not an exclusive broadcast, and well, and all, they have the banners running. I mean, you go to our yeah, website, yeah. you'll see the the banners running. And plus, but, that deal was made late. It's not yeah. like uh, they couldn't have done this a long time ago. But why would Access pay for those rights if New Japan was going to be promoting it to a U.S. audience to stream and watch it live? Uh, like, because they're not doing they... it on pay per view. Mm. That that's a big mistake, you know, yeah. because it, unless. Because New Japan World is not even on like Roku or anything or Apple TV. And Roku has the, the strangest apps. It's like, you know, if you were to search, you could find like, you know, cat, you know, a cat lover's channel and all this. It's because stuff. they have looser standards and it costs like nothing to develop a Roku app. Apple so, TV is much more, much harder to get. So why not have a Roku yeah. channel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't so know, man. You have to watch it basically on your computer. You could beam it, you know, with Chromecast. But so I'm kind of a, a, a techie, uh, you know, an audio video file. I, I like watching stuff on the big screen and, you know, high def. I hate beaming stuff because you lose the video quality. Wait, you're an audio video file. Why don't you have a computer hooked up to your TV? Like, I've been have, doing that for 10 years. Uh, why would you have a computer hooked up to your TV? Oh, yeah, when you, don't, everything... you, don't, you don't get things through questionable methods on the internet. That's why. <laughs> I, I don't. I, do, I pay for everything. But, wow. uh, but I, you know. I what, use, you should, it, what you should. What you should pay should, for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have a Roku on all our TVs. And uh, yeah. that's really all I need. If I'm going to, I have, we have computers all over the house. I'm going to watch something on the computer. Oh, man. Home theater PC changed my life. That was the game changer. Because I used to have to like, Burn you you know burn discs have USB sticks or then beam things and now it's like boom it's just right there on the main thing and I think a lot of people do and a lot of people watch on their laptop their tablets you know right, but a six hour pay per view yeah no I like being I like being in my living room on the and watching it on the big screen so I have to say I watched SmackDown last night on my iPad while on my TV I was playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and it made SmackDown a lot easier to watch. Like it just flew by. Yeah. Um, I'm a a garage. I have a, I have a a, a screen uh, in my man cave and uh, just watching it down there and in my, in the basement of my house is, it has a better kind of ambiance and aura, mm. you know what I mean? Than just watching it like on a, on a tablet or or a laptop. So Yeah. yeah. It's more immersive. I get yeah. it. I mean, for me, and now that I have a 4K TV, like I'm now pissed off that I can't get everything in 4K, you know? So I think that they should be offering the mm. best access possible for people that want it. And that's how you get people to pay for things, by the way, I think, is that you make it as easy as possible and the best quality possible. So it is shocking the New Japan's not doing that. Yeah. They should just, they should just make it as easy as possible to find. This isn't, it's not like this is the first time. It's like this every year. No one knows what time it's at. No one knows if it's Wednesday or Thursday, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like, one. yeah, it's going to be spoiled on social media. If you're not watching live, you know, avoid every social channel or else you're going to get it all spoiled. Yeah. You have to Google the conversion chart, the time. Yeah. That's chart. the thing. If you go to their website, you still don't know. You have to, you have to know where to go, you know, and someone that's not very tech savvy probably doesn't know that you just Googled the, the time conversion. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so folks, it's happening. 
We don't know when it's happening in the U.S., but, you know. No, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> so we have live coverage starting. If you're on oh. the Pacific tonight, starting at 11 Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern. We have live coverage here on Wrestling Inc. It's going to be an awesome show. Um, you know, my rant is about how they're promoting you know, the promotion, not about the show itself. You staying up for it, Rush? Uh, I'm going to try. But if not, I'm going to watch it the first thing in the morning. Um, but uh, I- I'm an old man now, man. The 2 a.m. is oh. for, for me. It's midnight. But to start watching a six hour show at midnight, it's tough. Yeah. I, I live in Eastern, so it's it's two a.m. for me. So I'm gonna catch it in the morning. Yeah, New Year. <laughs> I mean, New Year's. I was out by one. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, man. So uh, we're gonna we want to take some questions from the audience. We got a little little time here. Sure. Derek's pointing out that Wrestle Kingdom's re-airing on Access on Saturday night, six p.m. Okay. Mountain time. So yeah. So uh, if you can go unspoiled, wait till Saturday. Yeah. Even you know, I think a lot of the a lot of the times with new Japan, it's not even, it's almost, you want to watch it more after. Cause you hear how great, like a certain matches or something. Yeah. Like I bet you Omega versus Okada from last year's Wrestle Kingdom got more views after the event than, than live. Yeah. At least in the U S for sure. Um, all right, guys, let's see. Let's see if, let's see what some of these questions are. Someone was asking, why am I saying that, it's a given that SmackDown won't uh, a SmackDown guy won't win the Rumble because of Fastlane main event. The reason why I was saying that is because everyone that you would think would win uh, that would be in the world title match on SmackDown is in the the five way at Fastlane. Um, but yeah, totally, you could do someone else winning and then facing the winner of that Fastlane match at, at WrestleMania. That's what they did last year with Cena winning the world title and then going on to. I mean, uh, Bray Wyatt winning the world title from Cena in, in, the, in, the, in the elimination match, yeah. You guys stoked for the women's elimination chamber match this year? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, but you know, after that, right, we're on full full equal footing. They will have every pay-per-view with the gimmick. We'll have a men's and women's version. That's what it's looking like, right? Yeah. I mean, so that's the what last one. Do, what are they going to do with Money in the Bank? I heard they can be as much as six Money in the Bank matches in one pay per view. <laughs> There's no way. I just, because, you know, it's one of those things that at the very least, could we have a Raw and SmackDown Money in the Bank each? Since it's a joint pay per view, a Raw and SmackDown Money in the Bank for the men and women. So that's four Money in the Bank ladder matches. Unless, unless they do just a men's Money in the Bank match, like a men's Royal Rumble, since it's a co-branded pay-per-view, and then a women's Money in the bag, Bank match with four Raw people, four SmackDown people, and whoever wins it gets the the briefcase for their brand. And they could do it that way, and it it, no, it makes it more unpredictable. I think otherwise, it does. Yeah. It's it is overkill for sure. Yeah, it's in Chicago this year. Wow. Man, if there's six matches, God, if that were on the West Coast, I'd go see that live. Just because that sounds like such just a cluster of like every match is a money in the bank. And think about dude. this. Think about this. Philly is going to probably have nightmares because you're going to have to hear the buzzer 56 times. <laughs> <laughs> what's like? What's that when they do it at Barclays Center? Have you guys noticed on Barclays with the replay, there's like some tone that I only hear it when they're at Barclays, like doing a pay-per-view. 
It's like at the end of the beginning of every replay they show. Um, but yeah, that buzzer is going to give uh, people nightmares for PTSD by the time <laughs> this is over. Yeah, um, Kirk, Kirk pointing out that they should have two Money in the Bank w- winners that can challenge either brand. So even if you're a Raw guy, you could go go to SmackDown, challenge them, and, and then yeah. you switch to their brand, I guess. So I, I like that idea too. That makes it even more unpredictable if you got the well, That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get a cruiserweight money in the bank match. <laughs> 205 live money in the bank. Right, yeah. <laughs> Have NXT. I mean, everyone, uh, everyone gets a match. Yeah. The top contenders. Yeah. Well, I guess it already is top contenders. But anyway, a woman's tag, a woman's <laughs> tag team money in the bank match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, you're right. I guess there probably will be a women's elimination chamber. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, that's the last, that's the only thing left. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Do you will Asuka will she win the women's title before the Royal Rumble? I think so. Before the Rumble. Yeah. Really? Doesn't mm. I mean there's nowhere to go at that point though. Uh, unless you get Ronda Rousey and you got R- Rousey versus Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a given if Oscar wins that they've inked something with Rousey. If she doesn't, I think that she wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, but if they if she wins the title before, I think they've inked something with uh, Rousey, which uh, I don't I don't like it. I, I think the the babyface winning the Rumble and chasing the title till Mania. I just I like that traditional method, and I. I, I'm I'm more reserved when the when a heel wins and and chases the title to uh, face a babyface at Mania. I think it kind of takes a lot of the element away from that, you know, Rumble to Mania chase. It's oh, uh, it's a deep storyline at this point. But if Oscar gets the title before then, I think it would be cool if Bailey won the Women's Rumble and then set it. With the, with the Rocky like comeback story that, you know, everything in my career derailed when I lost the NXT championship to her, and now we're going for a rematch. Yeah, I don't I think, I think if Asuka wins it, because they her beating Alexa Bliss uh, this early in that non-title match really makes no sense this far out, unless they're setting up a women's title match at the Rumble between the two. Yeah. But the fact that Asuka's already been announced for the Rumble match... Um, I think that they're going to do that match sooner, probably next week's Raw, and Asuka wins it, and then she's out of the Rumble. Then you'd probably have a SmackDown person win the Royal Rumble and then challenge. Uh, but Bailey, they've, they've. I know. They've, you know. She's or maybe they want at this point. Yeah. Or maybe they she's want us goods. to think they've forgotten about her because that makes it more of a surprise when she wins. Mm-hmm. You never know. But yeah. I don't uh, see it. I think, <laughs> uh, I don't think, I think Bailey. You know, I think I, th- I think Bailey is damaged goods at this point. I think there's not much he can do to resurrect her, unfortunately. Yeah, we shall see. Except heel turn, Bailey heel turn. You never know. Say, I never thought Sammy would be this good of a heel, but he's been doing a great job. Did you Did you hear her on the Austin uh, podcast? Yeah, she sounded uh, really like hadn't. She's really bummed out. Like has no clue where to what to was do. Was she on again? No, this was uh, oh the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was talking about how uh, she was. She pitched an idea of, of being a heel, and she resented the idea when she was outside before a Raw, and someone was like a super fan. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. 
And I'm like, what? No, why would you do that? I mean, like you could, your career could be transformed by a heel turn and you're st- staying in, in a, a relegated kind of, you know, uh, con- contrived state because of a super fan, you know, <laughs> that makes no sense to me. You know, the, you know, the problem with NXT is, um, is that all these characters, all these people that they're bringing up, their growth happens in NXT. So you, you go on that, their journey or whatever, in NXT and when the main roster, you know, the majority of people haven't watched that. And so you're trying to treat them like they're still at that level. Whereas people haven't, are not invested in them when they come on. And you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the curses because NXT isn't on the same level as raw and SmackDown popularity wise. It's not like back in the day where you could have someone from WCW jump to WWE WWF at the time, and it, they're already a well-known commodity. They're a superstar. Uh, now you'll get that big pop when they first do it because it's usually uh, after a pay-per-view where it's a, a smarky crowd. Uh, but mm-hmm. then once you get more casuals in the arena, they don't—they're not invested. Mm, and it's true. Whereas when you see someone like a Braun, you know, or you know these other guys, uh, Elias really—I mean, his real growth has been on the main roster as a character, and you've yeah. seen that. And, and you get invested in it. Well, because I think Vince has to believe in you and what you're doing and make you a project. And he doesn't, clearly. I mean, come on, with Nakamura? Jesus Christ. Those Michael Jackson promos Dolph Ziggler was cutting and the artist and he's painting. I mean, that was terrible. Every hot act from NXT, the hottest acts from NXT over the past uh, couple of years were Finn Balor, Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. And look at where they are right now. Well, Finn Balor, they did write it first. They, yeah, for a, a month. Yeah, you know, I mean, was, who knows where they would have gone with that? True. But yeah, they did put the the <laughs> roster strap. Like, gone with that. Like Vince wants to do this leprechaun thing, uh, change your ring gear to green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man. So uh, I think that just about does it for this week, folks. So Chris, yeah, Alexa uh, Bliss, someone bringing up that. That's another one. You saw really yeah. the growth in, in WWE. They weren't an established NXT yeah, figure. That's true. Yeah, true. She she's been fantastic on the main roster. Uh, Chris, where can people find you in your podcast? Pancakes and Power Slams. Um, I interviewed, I have a, a wrestling interview every week. Uh, last night I interviewed uh, Dave Christ from OVE. So uh, check that out and uh, we'll have some. Um, I'll have uh, some some uh, highlights on that to be uh, um, uh, spread across the uh, the airwaves or the web waves, I should say. And Chris is uh, also writes articles for us, so check them out on Wrestling Inc. Yeah, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. I think we're gonna have a lot more of these uh, Facebook mix match announcements breaking. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Braun and Alexa. Hell of a pairing. Cool. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And we'll be back here Monday night. Myself, Raj, Mr. Matt Moore, going to talk about Monday Night Raw. So until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take, Take care. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.